I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You kind of have to just take it on the chin. I mean, you got to get better. I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what we got to do. Um, still got a long season left, um, but it's definitely this is one you're going to remember. Um, and so uh, that's a good football team, don't get me wrong, but uh, we don't lose football games like that, especially at home. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. The Bills traveling to Kansas City, uh, and we saw in your newsletter you shouted out the show, and, and we talked about that coaching matchup, right, with, with um, you know McDermott on one side, Andy Reid, and uh, how do you think that played out, the coaching elements of that game? Because, boy, the Bills were impressive, and, and McDermott continues to be really impressive, Ed. He really has. And it's it's fascinating because this was an interesting game in terms of the delay and, and field conditions and things like that. And the Bills didn't skip a beat. And you knew that this defense was going to give up at least a few points to Pat Mahomes and company. I don't think you could have expected another you know shutout or seven-point affair or ten-point affair or something like that. I mean, I don't think that's realistic. But when you look at the quality of this Bills offense in that game, I get that this Chiefs defense is uh, – you know, criticized just a little bit. But if you look at the overall quality of this offense, it has been consistently good ever since week two. And it didn't skip a beat against the Chiefs, even though this felt like a game where they may have to score a lot to keep up. They had no problem doing that. And I think there's something to be said for the overall preparations. And even when you're dealing with the delay and things like that, if you still have a good coach who can still keep his guys centered and focused, I think that means something. Sometimes it's hard to quantify, but given all of the other things that Sean McDermott had been doing right up to that point, I wasn't surprised. Uh, how about Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson this weekend? <laughs> this number was knocked down from three and a half down to three. And I understand we've come a, a long way on the Chargers. I mean, before the season started, the look ahead line was in that five, six range. The Chargers are now co-favorites to win the division with the Kansas City Chiefs, as amazing <laughs> as that is. But I, but I also understand why people have come this far. I don't have a strong opinion on this game. Uh, terrific performance on Monday night, obviously, with the Ravens. What do you think? 
I'm kind of torn on this one because on the one hand, the Ravens have been sort of my dark horse pick to win the whole thing. And I feel like to be the dark horse pick, you pretty much have to get the one seed. Maybe you can survive with a two or a three or something like that. So the Ravens do need to win games like this for my future to, to sort of pan out, so to speak. So in that regard of keeping my prior, I probably am leaning Ravens. However, the Chargers have impressed me on so many levels. And it's it's not just Justin Herbert. It's all the weapons around them. It's what Brandon Staley is doing on fourth down, all the decision-making he's doing in terms of going uh, going for two, things like that. And that does give you an edge. I think we forget sometimes, though, that you know Coach Harbaugh does those things as well, as he is about as analytically gifted as Brandon Staley is. You know, you may have a 1A, 1B kind of situation. And I know Staley's sort of the new kid on the block, and his fresh perspective is certainly being embraced within the analytics community, as it should be. But John Harbaugh's not bad at this stuff either. He is also quite good in terms of quarterback draws and efficient runs and things like that. I'm still leaning Chargers in this one. I don't know if I can necessarily go with an outright win, just because I think with three... I'm okay playing the number and just trying to get a couple of extra points because I think this will be a mighty close game. But let's not forget all the great things that the Ravens have done in terms of finding those edges in games. I think they may be able to get another one here. Ed Egros with us here, Bally Sports West. Of course, FanDuel, more ways to win. Ed, a matchup we're all going to be watching this weekend. Arizona at Cleveland. Cleveland three-point favorite. Arizona, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Joe and I all week have been on the Brown side of this. We think this is the week Arizona goes down. The injury situation is starting to be an issue. No Rodney Hudson at center. And Kyler Murray, this is where I worry, Ed. Last year when he hurt that shoulder, and we don't know how serious this one is, but he got banged up last week. He just wasn't the same quarterback. He went from MVP candidate, I would say, week eight or nine, to very pedestrian the last six, seven weeks of the season. It worries me a little bit. What do you think of this matchup? Browns off the loss against the Chargers, 5-0 and Cardinals in Cleveland. I get what you're saying in terms of all the things pointing in Cleveland's direction, and it makes total sense there. I think th there are a couple things to think about. One, this may be a weather game. Uh, where it does get a little bit windier, and that can even the playing field, so to speak. And I know that Cleveland, in terms of rushing yards over expected, they're about as good as any team in football in terms of finding those extra yards on the ground uh, with Chubb, with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt, things like that. And that means something. But Arizona's not exactly bad running the football either. What I would like to see more out of Arizona maybe more design rollouts for Kyler Murray, maybe more quarterback draws where he can run safely out of bounds, those kinds of things. I think this offense is designed to be able to handle things like that. I think given the conditions and given that it's possible Arizona can sort of tailor the game plan a little bit to keep this game close, I actually think Arizona makes a little bit of sense just as far as the number is concerned. Feels like the betting community is a little split on this. Raiders Broncos matchup. There are mm -hmm. some that say, okay, you don't have John Gruden. And with not only do you have all distractions and you're missing your head coach, but you're missing your play caller. And Carr talked a little bit about that yesterday. And there are some on the other side, like, look, look, it's not like Gruden is is still an elite play caller. He hasn't been that great over the last couple of weeks. And you know what? This is a veteran coaching staff, and they're going to be all right. And we've seen scenarios like this in the past, and the team rallies together. And they do that us-against-the-world mentality, which we see uh, time and time again in sports. Where are you on Raiders as three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Denver? 
In the long term, I think not having John Gruden will be better for the Raiders. In terms of play call, in terms of play action in particular, I think the Raiders were at the bottom or near the bottom in football. And you think about the talent they have. I mean, they're they're good skill players on the ground. They're good skill players, especially in the passing game. It, they're not great per se, uh, but Darren Waller is special. And even in a play action game, you can use them in a variety of ways. And they haven't been doing that. And somehow this offense has still been successful. And to me, that points to how good Derek Carr is, not just in terms of his overall quarterbacking ability, which is obviously there. To me, I think he is a top 10 quarterback, but I think his leadership also provides something that is unique to this football team that I think has carried them well above and beyond sort of the anchor that John Gruden has been providing in terms of his play calling. I'm with you completely. I have not been impressed with what he has done in terms of on-the-field adjustments up to this point, even despite that win against the Ravens in Week 1. But in a game like this where Denver is reeling a little bit, we can now officially question if that hot start by them uh, was credible or they were just catching teams at the right time, and it's not a big number here. There has been lots of research done in terms of how teams rally around adversity. And this seems to me like a situation where it's almost like a sweet spot for the Raiders. And it's weird to say this, but I actually feel more optimistic about it. In the short term, that that sort of push to rally around and prove everyone wrong and things like that, that's a nice short-term thing. And I think they can thrive off of that. But in the long term, again, things like play action may now be available to them and they'll have a few weeks to work on that. And so they kind of get the best of both worlds, right? Short term, they get the adrenaline push. Long term, the offense will be better designed in general. And I think that starts right away. I'm, I think the Raiders can handle this. Eddie Gross of FanDuel joining us here talking week six in the NFL. Ed, let's talk about tonight. The Bucks at the Eagles. Bucks six and a half point favorites. Uh, I, it feels to me like a high scoring game. You know, the Eagles don't even try to run the football. The Bucks mm-hmm. stop the run really well. You could throw on the Bucks. Tom Brady on the other side. I mean, he might be the best he's ever been. He's on pace for 6,000 yards. It's just unbelievable. I see a lot of points tonight. Um, which, which side are you on? What do you think about this game tonight? Eagles coming off an ugly win, Bucks off a blowout win over the uh, Dolphins. Well, the Jalen Hurts-Devontae Smith connection has been really one of the top connections in football, no doubt about that. But after Devontae Smith, what do the Eagles have? I think it's something where the Bucks are smart enough to know, okay, you know, you take out their rookie wide receiver and then that's fine. But then what else can they do? Is this something where we see a Jalen Hurts run a lot kind of game? It's possible, but like you said, it's hard to run against that great Bucks defensive line. This does feel like a game where Tom Brady is sort of in a get-right kind of situation. I, I'm not worried too much about this potential thumb injury or something. What is it? Like, he had the thumb injury in the last game, and then he threw for three touchdowns after that. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. I do think that this is one of those games where Tom Brady is trying to prove something, and he scores a bunch of points on a Thursday night, and I have no problem laying the points. Uh, what about the Packers? They are four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Last week on the road, it was three-and-a-half much of the week. Uh, I believe Sharp Money brought that down inside of a field goal. They were betting on Cincinnati. The Packers tried to give the game to Cincinnati with all the missed field goals <laughs> there by Mason Crosby. Uh, but now the Packers are road favorites once again in a NFC North matchup against the Bears. The winner is your leader in the NFC North. So you know I'm big on point differential. Pythagoras is my boy. 
when you look at point differential for the Packers, they've scored 120 points and they've allowed 122 points. They have a negative point differential for the entire season, and yet they are 4-1. and one. Now, granted, there was that blowout loss in week one. I understand that. But that does matter in some way, shape, or form in terms of evaluating the overall abilities for the Packers. I don't want to say it's a fraudulent 4-1 and one up to this point, but it does raise a couple of eyebrows to where I do feel like 4.5 is just too big of a number. It's really hard to chart the overall progress of Justin Fields and then go on and predict how well he's going to perform in a game like this, but... I'm not necessarily too concerned about the Packers' pass defense. I mean, the Jair Alexander thing, I think, is significant. But this is a great opportunity for Justin Fields to showcase what he can do. And Mm -hmm. four and a half, to me, is just too big of a number. I don't know if I like Chicago Moneyline here, but there is a definite uptick. Maybe not a linear uptick for Justin Fields, but I think he's done enough to suggest that he can at least keep this one close. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And Monday Night Football, the Bills, right now, they look like the best team in pro football. You want point differential, you want eye test, it's all there, right? They're, they're doing everything oh, yeah. right. Coaching, we talked about what they did last week. They're in Tennessee. Now, I think it's interesting, a year ago, I think it was like a weird Tuesday night because of, of all sorts of COVID issues, the Titans blew the doors off the Bills in, in a game. Now the Bills get to go back there. I, I know the number, it's a road game, Titans are pretty good. Derrick Henry is about four and a half is the number, five and a half, whatever it is now. I like the Bills. Where, where do you lie on this? I, until the Bills show me a reason to get off them, I'm going to keep back in Buffalo with, with the, even with these big numbers. I'm with you. I'm with you. I wonder sometimes, and I think we saw this with the Raiders last year, when you have those small market teams that still feel a little am- ambiguous, if, say, the lines are just a little less sharp than, say, they are with, like, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and some of the more high-profile teams, if this is one of those situations where – there's still just the slightest bit of skepticism for Buffalo that eventually they're going to come back down to reality. Yeah, they're a good football team, but are they number one good? I mean, we have skepticism about Arizona, and that that exists, you know, going up against a good Cleveland team. This is one of those where we're worried too much about what happened a year ago. I do think that you have blowout losses in the NFL that don't mean anything. And you do have to be careful in terms of building models and looking at data where if you have a blowout loss, at some point you have to cut things off and say, okay, it's not so much that they gave up, but it may have just been a bad matchup and they may have tried to do too many things to get back in the game. Like if you're throwing a good bit more uh, out of, you know, sort of this frantic need to kind of get back into the game, well, that could be a lot more turnovers. Uh, You may be forcing an issue where, you know, passing 
to a medium or, or lengthy depth just doesn't work in that spot. You need to be throwing short, but you can't do that because you're trailing by so much. So sometimes things can, can get out of hand, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a bad matchup or you are of inferior quality or things like that. That's what I'm expecting here. I think we're worried too much about a year ago, and we need to just focus on the matchup and the here and the now. And yeah, the Titans have Derrick Henry, one of the great rushing attacks in football, but do you really trust Ryan Tannehill's passing attack as of this point? To me, I don't. Too many injuries at wide receiver for Tennessee. Buffalo is still clicking on all cylinders. Give me the bills mm -hmm. to cover. Uh, Ed, anything else in the NFL that we have not hit on, or uh, do you move to some of your favorite looks in college you decide let's see nfl what else what else have we uh we, we've done packers bears right so we did uh yeah, Bills we did sunday, sunday monday uh what is we got all the big ones i think yeah yeah uh the the washington thing is is interesting too because uh I, i'm still not a fan of this defense up to this point no. uh, i think there's some some you know still some question marks and now the chiefs are coming in ticked off they they feel like that they're being you know, they're in deep trouble of missing the playoffs altogether. Uh, I think this is a huge get right opportunity for Pat Mahomes. And I know it's a big spread, but I have no problem laying the points with the Chiefs. Yeah, we were just going through Chiefs for our survivor pick for the show. I just I can't yeah. imagine the Chiefs losing this game. They, I mean, they're after the way they played last week, they need to bounce back and win. I, I like them too. And boy, is there anything more disappointing in the NFL than the Red, the, the Washington football team defense this year? They've been terrible. Mm -hmm. it, it, I know that it's been young and, and the defensive line is still able to generate some pressure in certain situations, but they have not been successful with the blitz. You can pass on them if you're successful. And that's why I think Pat Mahomes is a great opportunity here. Love it. Ed Egros, FanDuel, more ways to win. On the other side, we'll dive into college football with Michael Felder, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Thursday right here on the BetQL Network.